Hi guys, it's Steve the Transit Camper. How are you today? Thanks for clicking on my podcast and having a look. There's lots more fun on the YouTube site, which is called by the same name, Steve the Transit Camper. I know it's been a while since I've done any of the podcasts, but as I said before in my other podcasts, I do find it all a bit strange. And I find that I run out of words and I get my words wrong during a podcast. So I do find it a bit tricky, if I'm honest. But today uh, I was having a look through the comments on my latest video, which is me doing a stealth camp in a McDonald's car park. And there was a really good comment which made me think, yeah, I've got to be careful here. So when I go on my solo camps or even when I take baby with me and we do a stealth camp in the van, I tend to have a drink. Uh, I don't have a lot to drink. But I probably do have uh, two or three whiskies and uh, water them down with Coke. And I've realised I'm now in the van, uh, in, a, in a vehicle with the keys. And I wondered what the law stands there. And should I be careful? So I just wanted to put a warning out to fellow stealth campers. Just be careful when you're stealth camping that you don't have well, too much to drink or even anything to drink that will take you over the driving limit. Because if somebody did report you to the police for being parked up in an area where they weren't happy or they found you suspicious and the police gave you a knock, that would immediately give them reason to do a breathalyzer test on you. Similarly, if you go on a stealth camp and you've had a drink and you get up early in the morning you could well be over the limit. And I've not really thought about that. I'm completely anti-drink driving. Uh, I never have a drink. Well, I do. I have one pint when I go for a meal, usually, but I never have more than that if I'm driving. And it made me think, Am I, uh, have I took my eye off the ball there a little bit? So it's a warning, really, first of all, to all the stealth campers out there. Be careful what you drink. You could be over the limit. And if you get caught out in the night, you may well find yourself in charge of a vehicle with the keys and over the limit. And I'm just going to have a look on the law on that and let you know shortly. So I've had a look at a couple of websites and one of the best ones I found is drivingdefences.co.uk and it says there quite clearly when you're drunk in charge of a vehicle this is when you are in or around your vehicle whilst over the limit with the intention of taking the vehicle for a drive. This may sound like an easy offence to commit, but you should only be prosecuted if you're intending to drive the vehicle. So I suppose if you're in the back of a camper van and the police stop you, well, not stop you, but the police approach you when you're parked, I think you'd be okay by saying, no, I'm here for the night and I don't intend driving the vehicle. So I think while you're parked up, In the back of the van, I think they'd find it very difficult to prove that you were intending to drive the vehicle. If you are intending to drive the vehicle, say you're sat in the passenger seat and you're having a beer 
and you're in your car and you're obviously intending to drive home, you could be facing 10 penalty points on your licence and a drink driving ban of three months. Oh no, three months imprisonment and a drink driving ban and a £2,500 fine. So yeah, you've got to be very, very careful. Uh, when you're driving unfit through drink, broadly speaking, this is used when it's clear to a medical professional that you are intoxicated through alcohol, but no other test has been carried out or can be relied upon. Mm, that sounds a little bit dodgy. But I think essentially the rule is just be careful. Uh, if you're in the back of your van and you've had a drink and it's like two o'clock in the morning and they knock you up and you're obviously been asleep, then you're not intending to drive and I think you'd be fine. But if it was in broad daylight and you were having a drink, then, yeah, the intention could be, they could be justified by saying, well, you could be going home later. So just be careful. So just looking through, I found another website, which is called pdalaw.co.uk. And again, they're very specific and it's a little bit more worrying reading this one. So it says, the charge of being drunk in charge of a motor vehicle is a motoring offence, which can lead to prosecution resulting in a fine or a custodial sentence of up to six months, endorsement of 10 points or a disqualification. The offence is committed if... A person is in charge of any motor vehicle on a road, so that's interesting, on a road, I'd be in a car park, or other public place, so that covers the car park now, after consuming so much alcohol that proportion of it in their breath, blood or urine exceeds the prescribed limit, they are guilty of an offence. So there's no wiggle room in that, in that uh, quotation. Whether or not a person is in charge of a motor vehicle depends on the facts of each individual case. These cases usually arise when a motorist who is in excess of the prescribed limit is found inside a car but is not driving. A key question is whether the person in control of the vehicle and whether there is a realistic possibility of them attempting to drive the vehicle. An individual could be charged with this offence if they entered a vehicle with the intention of just removing belongings or going to sleep. As with many motoring offences, the law is not clear. Every case is different and motorists need to not accept the charge without challenge. Factors such as presence of car keys and the engine running all play a part in a case such as this. Therefore, the real key to defending a charge of being drunk in charge of a vehicle is centred upon the intention to drive. If you can prove that despite being over the limit, you had no intention of driving, then you stand a very good chance of defending the charge and avoiding prosecution. Well, we know how difficult it is to defend yourself in any situation, to be honest, in the, in the UK, because looking on the internet at different cases where there's been video footage, they do tend to side with the police. 
Although in uh, recent years of me watching these so-called auditors going around uh, police stations and recording from public, which are allowed to do legally, I think the wins from the auditors aren't, are actually becoming quite good, really, but they're using video evidence. So I think you'd have to have some sort of video evidence. I mean, who's going to have video evidence of you didn't intend to drive. So it's a bit tricky and it's just a warning really. So look out for that when you're in the back of your van and you've had a drink, are you in charge of the vehicle and can you prove that you did not intend to drive? I don't think you can. I decided to have a look at motorhomes to be more specific because people have motorhomes don't they and they drink in the back of those I assume so this is another website let me go to the top it's called motorhomeprotect.co.uk and they've got extensive uh, information about drink driving so roads and public places. The question is, what about when you're parked up for the night and want to have a glass of wine while you watch the sun go down? What are the issues? So this relates to people in a motorhome. If you're staying at a private campsite, there should be no legal problem with having a drink or two with dinner and then settling down for a restful night's sleep. Okay. However, if you're parked in a lay-by next to a highway or even a pub car park, then things get grey. In these situations, it might be advisable to stay within the legal limit or avoid the booze altogether. Wow, that's interesting. When you're in charge of a motor vehicle, there is unfortunately no hard and fast definition of the term in charge. So each case will depend on the exact circumstances you find yourself in. While you have a legal defence, if you show there was no likelihood of you driving when drunk, this is for you to prove, and to do so might require a stressful appearance in court. Clearly, if you're sat in a driver's seat with the keys in your hand, you're at greater risk than if you're in your pyjamas with your curtains drawn and your bed made up. However, you're still not entirely safe from prosecution. Remember, not only do you have to show that you don't intend to drive, but also there's no likelihood of you driving until you're sober enough to do so. Well, that's tricky. How much can you drink? The simple, no foolproof way of drinking alcohol and staying under the limit. Well, we all know that now. We're all educated on that. How much can you drink before exceeding the drive limit? It may vary from person to person. And we know it depends on your weight, your age, your sex and your metabolism, type of alcohol and also what you've eaten. And your stress levels, apparently. So be prepared. The advice on this website is, if you're going to drink in your motorhome, then follow these steps to protect yourself. So this is going to be good advice, I hope. Ensure your motorhome is already parked up for the night. Do not take the risk of having to move it later to the right place, even if it's just a short distance or manoeuvre. A large motorhome is tricky to handle at the best of times. Well, I'd agree with that. 
Make sure your motorhome isn't causing an, an obstruction. That makes sense. So you don't have to get out to move it for someone. Have some evidence that you're planning to stay for a while. So you could prove your intention to sleep overnight in the motorhome rather than driving elsewhere. For example, put your silver screens in the window, pop on a steering lock and put jacks or steadies down. That's that's good. That's good advice, that is. So I always put my steering lock on my van. So that's kind of some way to prove him you had no intention to drive. Then after you've had a drink of alcohol, you must... Pop the keys in a safe place if you have one. Never start up the engine in your motorhome, even to charge your batteries. Never place the key or anywhere, the key in or anywhere near the ignition. Never sit behind the steering wheel or in the driver's seat if you're facing forwards. Yeah, that's fair enough. So I think that's quite good advice. So if when, I mean, we'll do it as, a, as an example. So you're in the back of your van, You've got your pyjamas on, although I don't know who wears pyjamas anymore, but you've got your night, your nightwear on. Uh, you've been reported because somebody just decides to be horrible. The police knock on the door and you open the door and they see your bottle of whiskey or they see that you've had a drunk, had a drunk, had a drink. And they ask the question, have you been drinking, sir? answer it honestly say yes I have but I've got no intention of driving and then when they can look around they can see your keys are up safe they're not in your hand so that's a key to that they can see that you've got your steering lock on and your alarm's probably set on your van and you've got your curtains closed and you look as though you're in bed kind of thing and I think that's reasonable, but are the police going to be reasonable in that situation? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's enough hassle if they just say, well, you're causing a nuisance and we think you intend to drive, so we're going to arrest you. And that's enough hassle even if you win the case, isn't it? So the advice is starting to look like if you don't want any hassle through the night, don't drink at all. So that's an interesting one and uh, it's uh, my way of uh, coming back into the podcast world. <laughs> I have listened to my own podcast and I'm, I must admit I don't find it super exciting but for anybody who does listen out there and I think there was 50 the last time I had a look, uh, welcome to Steve the Transit Camper, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoy it and I hope you get something out of it uh, and that's a little bit of a talk about the safety in the back of your van. And the overall advice has got to be that if you are stealth camping somewhere in your van, uh, I'm afraid you've got to forget about the alcohol. Don't drink. Don't be caught in charge of your van while you're intoxicated. I just read one uh, thread on a uh, web, uh, an internet page where it said a guy defended himself uh, he was in the back of his van. He was asleep. The police knocked him up. They asked him what he was doing. He was parked in a lay-by. They smelled alcohol. They breathalyzed him and they charged him. 
So he went to court and he defended himself and he defended himself uh, successfully. But it cost him £3,000 to do it. So where's the logic in that? So the advice, definitely, don't drink when you're stealth camping. Don't drink anything. Catch you next time, Steve the Transit Camper. Bye for now.